Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Sunday recap for this week's Players Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, the bracket's out. Tom Brady unretired. Our pets' heads are falling off. There's so much going on, I can't keep up. (laughs) And I only saw those just uh, on a couple of tweets out there. But um, this is, again, not your Sunday, not your traditional Sunday recap here on the First Cut Podcast. We're Half about halfway through, at least for the leaders, about halfway through the third round. So we're we're in store for uh, a long day of golf tomorrow to actually finally finish this thing up. Technically speaking, no golfer will sleep on the 54-hole lead because as of right now, Anurban Lahiri, who is out front at nine under, still has what is that, seven holes to play in his third round, Greg. So the good news is it looks like we're going to get this thing wrapped up on on Monday, and most guys are going to have, as you mentioned, a round and a half to go. Yeah, and uh, it, it makes for a really interesting evening right now. It's it's really interesting as you're as you're looking at this in terms of the the betting board and the attitude of the players coming in and who's still in the mix. It's a it's kind of a wild thing. There's more holes. If you're if you're a ways back, so I think it allows more players to get back in the mix as they finish up nine more holes in their third round, uh, give or take. And 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 at the same time, there's more room for guys to melt down tomorrow. And you could have some players who are are very squarely in the mix right now. Come the fourth round, they're they're not really even in contention because there's so much volatility and so much chaos coming down really on both sides, but especially the the second nine here at Sawgrass. Certainly so. And if you would like to indulge in some March madness of your own, the bracket is out. Go to cbssports.com slash first cut bracket and you can compete against me and Greg and coach and KP and Sia. And we'll try to also wrangle Mark into the mix as well. If you win, you get a hundred dollar gift card to Paramount Plus where you can watch all the great entertainment that is available to you. And of course, don't forget, create your own groups, win a chance to go to the 2023 Final Four. Lots of good things happening. And Greg, we were talking before we went hot here about the golf. Um, boy, the names at the top of this leaderboard. Let's just start with the top of the board. Honorban Lahiri, Tom Hoagie, Harold Varner III, Sebastian Munoz, Paul Casey, Sam Burns. That I mean, there are plenty of names behind it, but this is this is a huge, life-changing moment that we are in the midst of right now. Absolutely. For more reasons than just the $3.6 million that the winner earns this week, uh, for more than the $20 million purse in total that these guys are, are competing for, it is a, um, it, it's a, a win of legacy, right? It, you'll, you're remembered in history for this kind of thing. It, it, it counts toward the Hall of Fame, right? It gets you closer to being eligible for the Hall of Fame. And so it is a, uh, a significant event. 
And you look at a guy like Paul Casey with all of his international victories, all of his wins around the world, but missing the big one. This is something he's, I mean, this, this really changes his career and it really cements him in the legacy. Many of the other guys you mentioned will have a lot more work to do to cement their names into um, legacy. And they're very far away from a hall of fame career or anything like that. But, um, but boy, this would be a nice one to check off the, the bucket list, if you will. Honor Bon Lahiri, ranked 322nd in the world. His last victory any place on the planet, the 2015 Hero Indian Open. And he went out in 31 on his opening nine in the third round. And Greg, we were also just kind of watching it together before they blew the horn there. A very easy two-putt birdie on number 11. That is going to make dinner taste very good. I don't know how much sleep he's going to get, but he is walking off the golf course on a high right now absolutely and and he's playing some great golf and and if you compare if you compare what he's done this week to his stats for the year there's some stark contrasts right now he's fourth in the field approaching the green well he's he's outside the top 200 in both strokes gain approach and greens of regulation for the year it's a, a big area of weakness for him and it, it's something that's very important here at the players championship so he's hitting the ball as well as he ever has on the PGA Tour. Uh, and that, and that's why he's in a position like this. And, um, and and he's been good on the greens. He's had a nice day today, but, you know, nothing nothing spectacular. He hasn't had a round where he's made over 100 feet of putts yet. Um, he's eighth so far right now uh, in strokes game putting in round three, but um, a, a lot of work left for him. And he is not a proven PGA Tour um, winner. He's not a guy that we expect to hold on, but this event allows for some unique, some surprise names to pop up and win. So I'm very interested to see what happens with him tomorrow. Was this just a really hot nine hole stretch for him? Uh, is this just a, or is, or is it a hot week in total? Um, the difference between those two will be huge for him. Lahiri is done at nine under through 11. The two closest chasers, Tom Hoagie, Harold Varner, the third, both eight under. They're through nine holes each. Let's start with Hoagie here, Greg. He's popping up on a lot of leaderboards. He's playing solid. He's one, one under for his third round. And what we know about Tom Hoagie, he might not be the most talented golfer in the world although he might be, he does not back down, right? Like he is he is not going to fold because of pressure or because the moment's too big. The guy is pretty pretty steely when it comes to that. Yes, and well, you heard from Jordan Spieth first, right? This is what happens at the craps table. Yeah. So that <laughs> that's how you know how he finishes. Um, but in all seriousness, what we've seen him do this year is a real improvement. He's gone from a popper, one of my favorite long shots and sleepers, week in and week out, to a guy that's really consistent and he's, he's not really like a, he's not like a personal favorite of mine and where, you know, he's become kind of a darling. Everybody, everybody loves Tom Hoagie. Everybody's catching on to his name and it's well-earned. When you look at what he's done this week, this is the reason why he's such a uh, popular long shot or sleeper is he's such a great iron player right now. He's second in the field, strokes gain approach to green and second in proximity to the hole. Uh, and and he is first in strokes gained tee to green for the week. So he is playing some phenomenal golf and not necessarily putting great. You're looking at that model guys heading into the next couple of rounds. He's right there on top of the list because he's hitting it great. 
not making a lot of putts. And here he is one back of the lead going into a, a final day of Monday. Harold Varner the third also here and Greg he's currently at eight under as I mentioned the league the lead is nine under HV3 was at seven under 16 holes into this championship and then he stepped foot onto 17 where he proceeded to make a triple bogey he would then go on to bogey 18 and finish the opening round at three under he's fought back he's clawed back and this might be a Justin Rice special I'm not sure if this stats out there I imagine it'll be the first time there's been a player's champion while also carding a triple at some point during the week yeah not easy to do i mean that's what everybody will tell you going in avoid the big numbers well that's the that's the bugaboo for uh for tom um i'm sorry for harold varner the third through his career when he's gotten himself into these big moments he has he's messed up and and he's made some uncharacteristic mistakes we remember what happened at the pga championship in 2019 he hits it to the left into the fescue grass and then he loses his ball on a, a pitch out which was a, a bizarre situation and then at the at riviera in the genesis invitational he was there on the lead and he he topped it on 10 on sunday so he has he's kind of developed this reputation of a player who makes mistakes under the gun yet what has he done most recently under the gun make like a 90 foot eagle putt uh to win so I think there's a lot for Harold Varner to overcome. And on this golf course, the opportunities to mess up, if you will, are extensive. There are plenty of opportunities on nearly every hole to shoot yourself right out of the tournament. He has a history of doing that. Um, and and so it's kind of a, a fabulous test for him. Can he overcome these, these uh, challenging memories that he has and get a win here? Or if he can do it here, well, he's got to feel pretty confident and he's going to be a different player the next time he gets into contention if he if he can prove to himself that he can handle it here. Speaking of avoiding the big number, Paul Casey is at seven under, so he's two shots off the lead. He's played nine holes in his third round. Has not made a bogey, Greg, for 42 consecutive holes. That's certainly one way to do it around TPC Sawgrass. Is Paul Casey the beneficiary of kind of, I don't want to say the largest leap, but Paul Casey's already an established professional. He's got 15 European tour victories, three PGA tour victories, but that, that real stamp on the resume is missing. This would be said stamp if he could pull it off. It, it would. And, and it's been the knock on him for his whole career. He doesn't win the big, he doesn't step up in the big moments. And that's why you're kind of hesitant looking at him heading into tomorrow because he has not proved that he can do it on a stage like this in a major championship. And the reason he's even in that conversation is because he has the game to do it. Question is, will he be able to pull it off? You think about where we're going next week to the Valspar, a place where Paul Casey plays phenomenal golf and he has a great record. And it's another one of those really challenging golf courses where you got to keep the ball in front of you. You can't make mistakes. You can't be Aaron off the tee. Um, you have to have your golf ball under control. That's exactly what Paul Casey does. Question for me is, and I know this is a, this is a ball strikers golf course. You look at the stats right now, you look at the guys near the top, they're all hitting the ball really well, not necessarily putting well, but there's going to be a moment where a, a putt is a, is a critical aspect for Paul Casey. And that's the biggest question for him to answer heading into tomorrow. Um, again, you look at all, all of these players 
that we've mentioned so far, Rick, and there are big question marks about all of them. And, and that's what makes this so fascinating. There's nobody here on top of the leaderboard that you're saying, Oh yeah, uh, they'll get it done. I have confidence in that. Yeah. Sam Burns is the other notable there at seven under par and Burns is a guy I love very high on love the game, love the winning potential from hit for him on tour. But Greg, I saw a loose drive way right on five that he got lucky to be able to find. I saw a drive way left on seven. I saw him chunk one on eight, which is a, a tee shot on a par three. There, there were some loose shots from Sam Burns over his final few holes. There was, but I'm not sure that's a, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Um, considering where he is, right. You're in, you're in tied fourth at seven under par right now. And you just went through a very strange stretch. I don't look at Sam Burns as a guy with those question marks. I don't worry about his accuracy off the tee. He's a great driver of the golf ball. I don't worry about his ball striking in general. He's a really solid iron player. That's what has made the biggest jump for him from early in his career before anybody knew about him. And now when everybody knows about him, it's the iron play. He made a really big jump in that category over the last couple of years. And, and for that reason, I don't really question it. It's, but it will still be a matter of whether or not he can avoid those big numbers coming down the stretch. But I got to think of the guys in the top four right now, he is probably the, he and Hoagie, would be the two guys that that look the strongest, that have the pedigree of winning. And and because Hoagie won so recently, Sam Burns is so young and has won in the last two seasons on tour, they would be the most likely candidates inside that top four. Yeah, I want to look at the odds with him in just one second. But before we do that, we are going to crown a player's championship tomorrow, yet we made the cut today. Greg, which is yeah. kind of kind of strange. And some notables who are not going to be around for the final two rounds, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, pa- Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Jason Day. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the only one of these guys who was on the good end of the draw was Patrick Cantlay, which, unfortunate for me and my one-and-done chances, that to me is kind of the worst of the miscuts because you could chalk up a lot of the other stuff, a lot of the other guys, to the absolutely horrid conditions that they had to play in on what would have been Saturday morning, the end of like their second rounds or first right. Round. The, I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, yeah. Well, it would have been the end of the first round and their second round, their second total. round. Yes. Yeah. So, so those guys who had the, uh, the late early draw definitely got the short end of the stick. Yeah. You still see some of them and some of them are in the mix here. So, It'll be interesting to see if any of those guys can can pull off a victory because it would be so impressive if they did. But even even the draw aside, we see this at the Players' Championship every year. Some stars come out and miss the cut. It always happens this way, and the golf course just kind of asks for it. You you can't get away with you can't get away with it out here. You have to be really precise. You have to have real control of your golf ball, and if you get a little loose your opportunities to recover are are much smaller than a normal PGA tour event. That's and many of these players are elite players on tour because of their ability to scramble and recover and um they they're able to hit it really far off the tee and and scramble from there. But that doesn't necessarily work here. So the style changes and the penalty gets way more severe. And now that that aggressive mindset that you're typically used to the aggressive mindset that typically works and makes you one of the best players in the world puts you at a really high risk of missing the cut. Um, but I'm, I'm with you on Cantlay, Rick. 
he just he didn't have it. He was loose off the tee, hitting it to the left. I, I have a feeling his back was bothering him. I didn't hear anything like that, but from what it looked like to me, Patrick Cantlay is hitting it left off the tee like that. He's struggling with the back. So I don't know, I don't know how he was feeling physically, but he was uh he was his game did not look like Patrick Cantlay's game. It was it it was definitely more than the conditions. Okay, we're gonna try to figure out the odds board compared to the current state of the leaderboard and see if there's any value to be had. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, Greg. So, oh boy, this thing is um, fascinating. Sam Burns, Tom Hoagie, they are out front, according to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook. Sam Burns, who's currently two shots off the lead, is seven to one. Tom Hoagie, one shot off the lead, eight to one. Paul Casey, also two shots off the lead, nine to one. I, I mean, how wide open is this thing, do you think? Well, it's completely wide open. Right? I mean, you figure you got about, let's just say, 27 holes left. I know that number varies a little bit for everybody. But you have a number of the players on top of the leaderboard that still have to play the back nine in their third round. And so you don't know if they're going if, if to be anywhere near the lead by the time they get through those holes and head into the fourth round, where, again, you're getting started and you have to play that second nine again. Having to play that nine twice tomorrow makes this leaderboard completely wide open. You have a you have somebody at nine under par. I mean, that it, it would not be surprising for somebody who's at three under par to be within two of the two of the lead going into or two or less, two or less of the lead going into the fourth round. So it, it's completely wide open. I think in that morning session tomorrow, where these guys are playing the back nine, you're gonna this thing is gonna really shake out. So right now, tonight, I like taking a chance on some of the guys that are a little farther down the board. I like a, a Daniel Berger here. I like a, uh, a Justin Thomas here, even a, a Corey Connors or a Victor Hovland. And the guy I love, I can't believe he's this far down the board. Francesco Molinari stands out to me as the guy that's going to win this tournament tomorrow. Um, I, so he just, he just sticks, he's jumping off the page at me. Well, the interesting thing for Molinari is he is uh, on the, he is on the front nine so he started on 10 he has played 15 holes in his third round he's five under he's three shots off the lead he's 50 to one over at caesar sportsbook so certainly on a roll there i'll tell you what greg the daniel Berger stuff uh he had to play in those horrible conditions for his second yep. round and made double on 11 double on 15 outside of that 
I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to go back and do the strokes gained by hour because of how the, 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 the days changed and the weather changed so much, but he might be the, be- like the best golfer out there this week because he got the raw end of the draw and he's still in contention here. And you look at what's happened to him from a, I mean, you forget a statistical analysis hour by hour, but you look at what he's done this week. Conditions aside, he had half the fairway, seven of 14 in round one and round two. And in round three, he's hit half the fairways exactly so far, five of 10. So um, I'm, I'm looking at Daniel Berger as a guy that's got to get it in play off the tee a little more. And if he can do that, he's going to have great success. But the good news is he's a really accurate driver of the ball for the year. So we, it's not unlikely for Daniel Berger to start finding fairways. If he can get a groove off the tee, I think he has a real chance to make a move in this thing um, and and be in one of the last couple of groups coming down the stretch on, on Sunday. And I think he can handle it. I think it, it's a redemption story from what happened at the Honda. There'll be a little less pressure because he, he won't be leading. He won't be expected to win. He's not sitting where Anurban Lahiri is right now. So I think uh, I, I think Berger's sitting in a really good spot. And with so much golf to play, I love getting a little deeper on the board um, than than going with the top guys. Yeah, I agree. We see um, we see multiple shot leads fall away in six holes, nine holes. We've got like twenty seven to go. So there's a lot of golf to be played. We're gonna crown a Players Champion tomorrow, hopefully Monday. All things go according to plan, and we'll be back to discuss it all. And then we're going to have to figure out, Greg, what the Valspar plan is with DFS previews and mega preview pods because we are now leaking into Valspar week. Yeah, I know. It's messing up our schedule, but it's it'll be worth it tomorrow. It, it's uh, It's been all great fun. The weather, the draw, all that stuff is unfortunate. But ultimately, we got a great day of golf in today, and we're in store for a great day tomorrow, finishing up the third round and, and crowning a champion after the fourth. So I'm really looking forward to it. Great to be back with you again um, today, Rick. I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Should be a blast. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.